to the VIP Show Podcast. This is Jose Aristimuño, bringing you the biggest names in the game of business, entrepreneurship, and life to help you level up, get inspired, and become the most successful you. You already know the VIP Show. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the VIP Show. I'm your host, Jose Aristimuño. Folks, am I excited about this one? Uh, we're so close to 2024. It's just beyond me. And I always tell folks, if you're ready, if you want next year to be better than this one, it does not start December 31st. It does not start January 1st. It starts today and it starts right now. And my next guest on the show is going to talk to us about this. He's going to talk to us about wealth. He's going to talk to us about generational wealth because he is the founder and visionary of Generational Wealth Conference. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's a master when it comes to executive strategy. And it's Mitchell Ruiz. And he's on the show right now. Mitchell, what's going on, brother? Hey, Jose, thank you for having me, my brother. I appreciate it, man. I'm excited to be here as well. Thanks, man. The pleasure is all mine. Before we chat business, before we talk about entrepreneurship, this is the question that I love to ask all my guests, and is this. Who was Mitchell Ruiz, the little boy, growing up? Uh, I mean, I it, I appreciate that question because I feel like that's really where everything starts for everybody, right? You know, it's like, your inception, your introduction to, you know, this place called Planet Earth. And I was raised in the South Bronx. Uh, I was raised in the housing projects. My mother raised, you know, five of us uh, on welfare, very humble beginnings. And, you know, for me, I mean, when I when I look at it, it was a combination of love. Mm -hmm. One of the best assets that I've ever received is, you know, my ability to have that uh, abundance in my heart. But also it was a, it was very fearful. Um, I remember being very afraid in the environment that we grew up in because, you know, the way that I look at disenfranchisement and at least the Bronx in the 90s and early 2000s, you know, it was almost like, you know, you, you're more to, in order to protect yourself. You have to let people know why they don't they shouldn't mess with you in the first place. You know, that's right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, because if you don't, then you're, you're the likelihood of you getting you know, negative things pressed upon you is twice as high if you don't have some type of, uh, what do they call it, quills, like on a, a porcupine, you know, if you don't have quills. <laughs> then, so, you know, that's that's my memory, my, you know, inception of life. And, you know, just knowing that, you know, I got my family, we got a big family, we all love each other, but we also live in a hostile environment. And, you know, it was kind of the, uh, we embodied the reputation of the environment almost, you know, as like it, pride, you know, the, the pride yeah. of the, you know, in that area. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it's, it's crazy to me, man. We've had so many very high level uh, entrepreneurs, very successful people on the show, uh, both men and women and not everybody, but I would say, I, I really mean this. I would say, man, at least 70% of the folks have had, tough upbringing. They've had issues. They've had problems. They've had challenges. And I would say one of the things that you have to, and I'm kind of like picking up a pattern here that in order for you to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to know how to act under pressure. You have to know how to meet the moment. Uh, and if there's a wall along the way, you got to figure out whether you break the wall, you go over the wall, under the wall, and you just kind of like keep going. So you know, thank you for sharing that. And I think 
you know, part of the reason why I ask this question to folks on the podcast is because I wanna, I want people to really know people, right? I want people to really go deep uh, from the very beginnings. And you said this at the at, at the very beginning of your answer. We all started right by being born. That's how we all start. It's not like, hey, you know, you started by being ten. No, that, that's you know, this is this isn't Mario Kart. You know, like you <laughs> gotta start from the very start. Mario Kart. That's gonna that's gonna H me here. But but anyways, man, that, that that's a great answer, and I appreciate it. How did you get into? Where is your love, Mitchell? Um, because you have a love, right? To, to create a generational wealth conference, you have to have a passion about wealth. I mean, is it because you were born in the projects and you said, well, I don't want this. I don't want my family. I don't want my generation to go through what I did. I mean, what is it? What is the core reason why you decided to create this conference? That's, that's uh, I love the way that you framed that question. Uh, I feel like it really uh, allows me to to go deep in, in, the, in my explanation in you know, when I think about like the chronological evolution of me as an individual, you know, just that personal development, I feel like as humans, we respond, you know, you put somebody in in an environment, you know, with things that they need or things that they don't have that they need, you know, the becoming resourceful, I feel like really is uh, a part of that entrepreneurial spirit that you're mm -hmm, talking about mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I think about the evolution of me responding to a need, you know, being raised without any financial literacy, that was the first thing that I gravitated towards once I got out of the projects and we want to move into a more, you know, uh, calm environment, calm neighborhood. And, you know, so it, it was really like, OK, uh, liberal arts just didn't make sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just an introduction to education. And then from there it was like my next semester. I just went all in on business because it was the foundation of trade of, you know, across the globe. So when i look back and I, and i put the pieces together and i had this epiphany to create a global wealth conference mm -hmm. it was like you know what is what do i represent right because i come from a broken legacy and now i'm a father of two and all these questions of like you know my my identity are really coming to you know you, i feel like when, once we start getting to a certain age like you're saying i'm aging myself we start, the, it feels like the world starts spinning quicker and it gets yeah, more yeah. crucial, the time. They say, they say the older you get, the faster the world turns. You know, I, 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 I kind of believe it, you know, it's kind of crazy, but yeah, for sure. Exactly. So um, I feel like that's, that's really was, it was a pivotal moment in that reflection of what my actions had, uh, you know, what they represented up at that, mm -hmm. and for that mm -hmm. point, which was my, I was the embodiment of combating generational poverty, you know? And yeah. when I was thinking about the biggest thing that I could put my name on my tombstone, you know, and say that this is what I stood for. My kids could look at and say, this is who my dad was. And it helps me understand who I am <clears throat> was, you know, I want to the biggest thing was combating poverty. How do I combat poverty? Mm -hmm. You know, it was really through the mindset, through the, you know, generational wealth structure, legacy creation. It was really those concepts that it was like, OK, I may not be an expert. I have an understanding, a great broad spectrum. But these conferences that I went to and, you know, after 2020 really just changed my whole philosophy and my whole thought process on what was possible when you create these transformative incubators, you know, and, and getting people together. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, and, you know, I and I think that the mind is a muscle, right? So if you want to go to the gym and you and, and you want to work on your, on your physique and you want to work on the physical aspect, you got to go work out. Otherwise, the muscles get weak. And I think it's the same thing with the mind. One of the ways you can work out the mind is by going to this conference, by networking with the right people, by learning by the right people. You know, they say uh, your network is your net worth. And I could not agree uh, with that more. 
if people are listening to the podcast, Mitchell, and they're struggling, they, they think they're not going to make it, they say, man, I want to give up. Um, I don't know what to do. What would be your advice? What would be your advice to folks who, who are trying to either start all over again or not give up in the process? Well, uh, I would say that, you know, you have to recognize that God, the source, the universe has gotten you up to this point. He has not failed you up to this point. And it's a, you got to understand that when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change, mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. to take action. It's, it's the inevitable to take action and change your circumstance. So I would encourage you to say thank you for the incentive to take action and change your reality. And, you know, to understand that things are happening for you, not to you. Once you adopt that mindset, you start, you know, what one of the things that helped me in that position was, you know, I got put on a winning streak, right? So when you start looking at the silver lining, you start seeing all the things that are happening for you. It, it's called, it's like an idea of resonant frequency. If we're, if Tesla said you want to think of in terms of vibration and things mm-hmm. like that, when we get downtrodden and we we lower our vibration, we're deflecting all the things that we really want. They say mm-hmm. worry is like praying for the things that you don't want. Mm-hmm. So I would say start, change your mindset, change your frequency, change your activity and take massive action because that's the only thing that's standing between you and your desired reality. I love that. And, and and let me sort of do a follow-up question to this because this brings up sort of a very interesting topic, uh, which is manifestation. Um, do you believe in manifestation? Do you believe in visual visualizing what your future is supposed to look like? Maybe talk to me a little bit about that. Absolutely. So I'll give you a cool story. So, okay. you know, <laughs> my moniker, like uh, my, my IG is Manifesting Mitch. Okay. So, uh, do I believe in it? I mean, more than anything, mm-hmm. more than anything, mm-hmm. because I feel like it was a theory that I had to test. You know, it's like, sure. I when you're raised poor, disenfranchised, you're pessimistic. You feel like you know all the reasons. Ah, oh, this will never happen for me. You already have that negative identity. But when you switch the switch of manifestation on and you test the theory of the universe, it the universe will show you exactly why it's it's a true thing. So. Um, this whole conference literally is a manifestation that I, mm-hmm. that I started. It was like the biggest thing that I could think of. And it was these three elements of manifestation that I'll share that are gold nuggets. Mm-hmm. And it was, if you know, what you want to do is you want to think of having unlimited resources, right? So mm-hmm. I have, I could build a tower of gold to, you know, the space station if I wanted to, mm-hmm. I have no limiting beliefs, right? So. I, I literally, I, I would think about building a tower of gold. And, you know, the third thing that's the most important thing is that whatever those two create is already mine. Mm-hmm. So th- what I feel like prevents people are the emotions of their self-perceived circumstance that don't allow them to feel what those ideas would create. And what I would encourage people in this idea of manifestation and what I practice is to meditate every day on these ideas of no limiting beliefs, unlimited resources, it already being yours, and how excited you would be to pursue that, knowing that that was the truth. Ooh, I love that! I love that. So basically, this is this is this is good, folks. You got to put this episode and repeat. I told you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so so Mitchell is talking about two very well three things, but I think that you need the first two to go to the third one. But let me get if I'm getting this right. Um, unlimited resources, no limiting beliefs, and once you have 
unlimited resources and unlimited beliefs, what are you going to attain once, once you sort of unite those two powers together? And then you said, the go what is it? Was it the golden tower that you said? Right. You could build a tower to the heavens and made of gold. You know what I mean? Like well, I, I love them and I love that. So, so such a practical and sort of easy way to visualize it, uh, literally. And you manifested, you know, you're saying sort of you manifested the generational wealth conference, right? That's a, you imagine it, you believe that, you say, this is what I'm going to do. And now, boom, um, he, here you have it. Talk to me a little bit about the, the conference. When is the next conference? How can people learn from it? 100%. Uh, so, uh, Jose, I just want to thank you for your time while, we, while we're here, man, because honestly, sure, brother. It's, been a, it's been a great conversation so far. Of course, man. Um, so we're, we're heading into 2024. We're selecting some dates that are probably going to be around Q2. We're going to okay. keep everybody uh, abreast of it. It's really transformed into a global event franchise that the idea is building bridges across nations and sharing the nuances of international trade, cultural uh, dynamics. and you know, we're showing, yeah, I feel like what the, the goal is, is to uh, unite people on the idea that uh, philanthropy is the true purpose of entrepreneurship. And this goes into manifestation as well, because mm -hmm. when you think about, you know, there was a, a, a billionaire friend of mine who, you know, he manages a huge hedge fund. And I mean, he walks the talk, right? And he was like, Mitch, you, you learn, you earn, and you return. And when you get to that return point, what does that look like for you? You know, we all go through those phases. So the 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 idea for me now is look, you know, I want to share with people this idea of your cup overflowing. What does that look like? We already know where to lay the bricks once we visualize that, as opposed to going through the hustle and bustle and figuring things out and then getting to that return aspect as an investor. You want to imagine that you're already there so you know exactly what your purpose is because it's already in your heart. But so, so yeah, I would say uh, it's, you know, you're getting the full spectrum of generational wealth from mindset to tax mitigation to secession and estate planning, raising capital in the area that we're going to be bringing it to. You're, you, you know, you're talking the future. We have panels on artificial intelligence and crypto, all layers, blockchain, and uh, then going into philanthropy. I mean, we, we, you know, I've developed some true friendships on this path of creating this vision and people who who believe in that uh that concept of you know creating a great legacy so yeah i love it Ta talking about uh, talking about legacy um when mitchell reese is no longer on this physical earth uh on this physical world what type of legacy does mitchell want to leave behind ah uh, mitchell you know uh, to to keep it brief i would say mitchell his historical impact will be the cornerstone, the the ripple, the rock in the in the pond that created the ripples that ended poverty and you know uh, created abundance for the planet Earth. I love it. I love it. That's it's 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 so needed. And 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 you know people always sort of get fixated on on money and is money evil? Is money good? Is money bad? Uh, you know, I I always tell I always um, I always tell people. Look, money does not buy happiness, but I'd, I'd rather be happy rich than happy poor, right? Um trying a Bentley, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's right. Um, uh, before I let you go, man, and thank you so much, brother, for, for coming on the show. We, we really do appreciate it. If people, Mitchell, people want to learn from you, people want to work with you, where can people find you? Absolutely. Uh, I would say uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Mitchell James Ruiz. 
You can also find me on Instagram at manifesting.mitch. And um, yeah, those are the main two mediums. I'm pretty active on there. I check my my message requests. So uh, yeah, if you guys ever want to reach out, make sure you know you can reach out on those mediums. Boom. Here you have it, folks. The VIP show. Jose Testimonio speaking with the great Mitchell Reese. Go check him out. Go chat with him. Go communicate. Go manifest. Uh, let's make the world uh, a better place together. Thank you, brother. We appreciate you. Hey, Jose. My pleasure, brother. Thank you. Thank you, brother.